This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Yesterday afternoon, Premier Doug Ford announced how he was going to fulfill a key campaign promise, and that is to go over the province's books to find those four cents on the dollar in what he calls efficiencies. He's creating two new bodies to come up with recommendations on where to cut expenditures. The province will hire an auditor to do that line-by-line audit of Ontario's $150 billion budget that was promised during the campaign, and he also named a three-person commission to investigate Ontario's finances and accounting practices during the past 15 years under the Liberals. Forensic accountant Al Rosen is one of the three commissioners. He's been called a legend in the accounting profession. He's the guy who called out Nortel for sloppy accounting, hiding a multitude of sins long before the company tanked. And he joins me in studio now. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, Al. Thank you. Okay, so the the first question that, that people really want to know, this three-person commission that you are on, what's the difference in what you're going to be doing and what the Auditor General, who has called out the Ford government, has already done? I think it's a matter of trying to educate the public on what the issues are. Because um, it, it's not unusual when governments change to always say the previous people didn't do well here and there. But what we have noticed just in our separate uh, operation uh, is that you can go to this particular speech or cocktail party or whatever, and what you find is that people haven't a really good enough understanding So the confusion in Ontario and Canada about whether there was a deficit or not and how much it is, is enough of an annoyance that it's one of the items that we would have to address. And uh, at this point, I haven't met with the other people, but we have a a meeting at uh, 2 this afternoon to uh, to go through this. But still, there's too much confusion across the public, and that, I think, is not something the Auditor General can do. She's tried what she could do and had a separate pamphlet to try to explain it, and somehow or other it wasn't enough. That's mainly because the government has taken, uh, the previous government has taken a fairly hard stand that their figures are accurate and what they did is okay and so on. Okay, so let's just remind people, and uh, I also want to give out the numbers to call if you have questions about Ontario's books and what we're going to be finding out about them. The numbers to call 416 360 0740. 
toll-free 1-866-744-740. And if you'll recall, in the last Liberal budget, uh, the government says that the deficit was $6.7 billion, and they were contradicted by both the Auditor General and the Financial Accountability Office, who said, whoa, it's more like $12 billion. So is it your job to confirm and see which of those figures is right? And uh, I think you say that it might be even higher than the 12. Well, it's a matter of first assembling all of the facts so that this afternoon I'm going to make my requests for pieces of information and they would have to be analyzed to see what was being said because there's not full information available to the public and that's why you need a commission that has the rights that are part of a commission to ask for information to try to sort that out then to do a report so yes eventually you're trying to see is it this number or that number but we're worried uh, more about getting the public on side to understand the issues Okay. And, and what the government is concerned about, I'm not too sure, but because they're trying to keep us as an independent group, uh, not sort of concerned with their problems, but concerned with what we are detecting in dealing with the public and looking at the documents. Now, uh, with the Auditor General... Uh, completely slammed the government for certain accounting practices. And the government really hit back. Uh, The government, when she came out with that, the government said, oh, we're just having a little disagreement on on accounting. Is that one of the things you're going to explore? I mean, it's what, during the campaign, Doug Ford was calling cooking the books. So is that one thing that you're going to explore if they used uh, an acceptable means of accounting or if they used some kind of accounting to hide the reality of the deficit? I would hope so. But again, because there are three people on the, the group and it would be a matter of me trying to explain why I think the public is confused and, and, and why this has to be clarified. So maybe not to the level of detail you're suggesting, but certainly we have to look at the issues. Like one of the issues I haven't seen mentioned is that a government and the type of organizations you have have a problem inherently in, in what they do, what they call arm's length or non-arm's length. So Accounting in Canada has changed in the last, like, say, eight years, where little attention is being paid to the serious issue of are the principles of accounting, are they applicable to governments, are they applicable to small business, that type of thing. So we have to, I think, in the report, if if the other two people agree, uh, is address some of that education. Because you have a situation now in Canada, uh, to use marijuana as an example, where people are buying these marijuana shares left, right, and center. But most of them have been prepared on a basis of reporting that I think is outrageous and has nothing to do with what we've done for the previous 80 years. And yet they sort of assume it's the same thing so that you can't convert from measuring in miles 
to measuring in kilometers, just to use an example, and have the people think the numbers are the same thing because it's roughly 1.6 to 1. So somebody says, wow, they didn't have a profit of 10 this year. They had 16. And we had all of those problems that still haven't been sorted out. So when you then push this over into governments, uh, they have their choices of accounting and reporting as well. And we have to say some make sense, some don't. Okay, so... I believe it's your mandate to find out what went wrong in the way that the government reported the numbers or also in the way that the government actually spent money. Yeah, but most of the second part is going to be what they call sort of phase two of the project or temporarily called phase two. And that's going to be this line by line where they have asked for tenders. Uh, I think uh, we probably have some general input into that, but it would be conducted separately by whoever wins that particular contract. Okay. So you're going to go through, uh, you're trying to confirm the numbers that came from the Auditor General and the Financial Accountability Office. And what, on a line-by-line basis, what else are you looking for what may have gone wrong? If you see that they have chosen an inappropriate method overall of reporting, I think that's our responsibility as as a three-person committee, uh, just committee in quotes. Uh, But in terms of whether there's value for money received, that's the second part, line by line. So there you're looking for uh, economy, efficiency, to some extent, effectiveness, but you can't trample on the toes of the politicians. They have the right to choose, but have they done it economically and efficiently is is the focus of the second part. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, so uh, that's not part of your focus is to decide whether the money was well spent. Uh, No, and it probably isn't going to be on the second group, but I, I haven't seen the documentation yet, so I don't know. Okay, uh, let's take a couple of calls. We've got Sharon in Hamilton. Hi, Sharon. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm good. Um, I wanted to under. I wanted to know what is what is an audit. An audit. Uh, there are all sorts of types of audits, so that uh, the one that you're t- the one that you're talking. The one that you're talking about with the numbers. Uh, there are going to be two types of audits, so this is a two-phase operation that was announced yesterday. So uh, there is the one where you you audit for economy and efficiency that to accomplish something you should have spent a million dollars, but you actually spent five million dollars. So that's part of what they call value for money auditing. On the part that we're doing, we're looking at whether you're you're counting in the way you should be counting based on the system that exists. So uh, I used the example just a few minutes ago. If you're measuring something in miles and you travel 10 miles, and then you suddenly switch over to kilometers, and it's 16.2 kilometers. P- 
people in Canada, and we see this in the stock market trading and so on, they haven't adjusted to this change that was made in 2011 in Canada, which the U.S. essentially rejected, but not totally. But they have not made that adjustment. So you have the same company in the same year, instead of calling their profit a 10, they called it a 16.2. So if Canadians can't adjust to that difference, which is like miles and kilometers, then they're misunderstanding what's happening. So that type of, are you using the right basis of accounting, uh, is our sort of mandate or requirement. The uh, economy efficiency is the line by line. So there are two parts to what's happening. Okay, Sharon, thanks for your call. Uh, I have a question just in general for yeah. the the... For the, during the campaign, Doug Ford kept saying he was questioned about where to, he would find these efficiencies, given that you know most of the money in the budget goes to salaries. Uh, and he kept saying, I don't think I'm going to have a problem finding four cents on the dollar. Do you think, I know you're just starting this work, but do you think that finding four cents on the dollar, finding 4% is going to be as easy as the government has said it will be? Well, if you cut programs, for example, uh, it, it would be very easy. But you have the public reaction to which programs and so on. So that's more of a political issue that we're not involved in. But uh, can you do it? I spent 15 years as a technical advisor to three of the auditors general of Canada. And this is a few years back. There were lots of situations that popped up. The government across Canada and so on, each of them, there's so much spending involved that I don't think 4% is impossible. Will it cause outcries as certain programs are affected? Yes, but that's just part of what governments have to do, and they have to make tough decisions. Yeah, but uh, Doug Ford has said he's going to do it without cutting jobs. He has frozen hiring. But the suggestion seems to be that uh, you can uh, find these, and I put in quotes, efficiencies by, you know, cutting out snacks at meetings and, and watching the number of paper clips and, and bulk ordering and those, those kinds of sensible things. And it seems that I'm just asking, can they be done with all those relatively painless things, or will will serious cuts have to be made? Well, painless to whom is, of course, the issue. But uh, way back, uh, we did the investigations of the Toronto, Hamilton, and Ottawa school boards, and finding 4% in it, that's a different type of audit than what the caller before was saying. But yes, you can find these. Now, what are the implications down the road? That's a political decision. That's not something we're doing. Right. Uh, but again, it's a, it's a question of whether you, find, if, whether you find them by actually cutting something or just, you know, uh, cutting back on the number of paper clips. Okay, but yeah, let me put it yeah. back to you again. Can you cut your budget personally by 4%? The answer is yes. Okay, yes. So it, it, can you cut it by 30%? Probably not. So it, it's a matter of each of us has to live within our own means 
And when pressed, there's certain things we have to do. Okay. I'd also like to ask about the timeline for this, because you have not been given very much time to do this. And my understanding is that the line-by-line audit, which is huge, which is going to follow you also, is supposed to be reporting, you know, before the end of September. Do you think that's enough time to accomplish the task? No, you have to prioritize. So uh, I, I noticed in some of the uh, written material that came out this morning in the news media that there are concerns about that. But you can have all sorts of depth of analyses and uh, setting aside, like when we look at financial information and stocks that are trading on the stock exchange and so on, we have our own experience and so on where we can look at things and we can tell probably within two days or even less that some company is not reliable. So in that sense, if you go through and you're looking for the method of reporting and so on, and you're saying it's not complete, then there you are. You've formed a conclusion already. Now, will there be other examples of that type of thing? Most of the time, yes. So it, 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 the, the, big, the big issues uh, can point out to you whether the management is aggressive or not, and that's very useful information to know. Okay. Let's take a call from Jerry in Toronto. Hi, Jerry. Hi. We'll make it quick. My question is, like, are they just audit, auditing the government? Does this include uh, Ontario Hydro and maybe the 407? Like, what kind of audit is Is the people really going to know? Are they going to publish it? Are they going to hide it? Because it's going to be so embarrassing. Uh, I, That's it. Anyway, can I, can I you... Uh, yeah, we're, I'm having a hard time... Hearing okay. you. So the question is, you want to know, is Ontario Hydro going to be audited? Yes, also the 407. And are they going to publish this? Are we going to know? The 407 is, is private. Yeah. Uh, well, the, so the, it's the, not, it's certainly not in this. Audit. Well, uh, the 407 is a private company now. A lot of people yeah, don't mean, like mean that. We don't even get taxes or anything from that? We don't tax it? No, it was sold a number of years back. Yeah, the, it's a, it's a Spanish it, company. Somebody paid $20 to drive from Brampton to Toronto. Yeah, it's a Spanish company. Nothing comes back to the Toronto, to the, to the Well, they pay taxes. But anyway, I'm going to let Al okay. answer the question about hydro. Yes. Thanks, Thank Jerry. Well, the... Uh, Ontario Hydro uh, and the, the various suppliers, they, some of them are private companies, some of them are public companies, some of it's a government organization. So uh, off the top of my head, I'm not too sure whether Ontario Hydro is part of the Auditor General of Ontario's mandate or not, but at one time it was, and therefore you get this type of audit. Now, what you seem to be demonstrating to me from your choice of words is you have to understand there are dozens of different types of audits. So if you have a tax audit, they're looking for you to see whether you've reported everything you should and you've calculated that way. So they go in with that particular mindset and they don't look at a bunch of other things. Uh, Auditor General of Ontario is looking for huge dollar items that aren't properly recorded so that you don't get into the level of detail that you seem to be suggesting. And maybe I'm mishearing you, but 
Uh, you, you have to know what type of audit you're talking about. At one time, there was the audit of the Toronto Stock Exchange, etc., etc. type of company, where the auditors would go in and look at a lot of detail. Over the years, this has changed so that there's less and less and less attention paid. So people think that you are checking the books and checking their consistency and on and on. Most of the time, you're not. Okay, I'm going to bring in Peter Tabbins, NDP MPP. And uh, Peter, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Real pleasure, Libby. Thanks uh, for having me on. Okay, so you've been critical of this process, and you said in the first place that you believed it was disrespectful to the Auditor General. Well, I, I think that we already have an auditor, an auditor who is very thorough, brings out a report every year of in-depth analysis of different government programs and departments. We don't need to spend a million dollars for another audit. And frankly, this audit is going to be very difficult to do in a, a thorough and exhaustive way in about a month and a half. So I, I don't see any point, frankly, in doing this other than politically to say, well, we looked again. Well, frankly, every year we look at the auditor's report. The auditor is very tough on the government. Uh, I think if the new government, the Ford government, wanted to pay attention to what the auditor has said in the past and acted on her recommendations, that would probably mean we'd have a better functioning government here in Ontario. But to spend a million dollars to bring in Gordon Campbell, uh, a man who, like Dalton McGuinty, as a provincial premier, had a, a history of scandals, to run this whole thing makes no sense to me. You wouldn't bring Dalton McGuinty back to audit provincial... Well, he also has a, a history of cost-cutting, and there there are three people. I'm going to let Al respond to that. And just to clarify uh, the money, so there are these two separate parts, and uh, this commission is getting, I think, $50,000 each, and they've budgeted... This, this is the one part I don't understand, Al. For the line-by-line audit, I think they said that it would cost about half a million dollars, but they've budgeted a million in case the costs run over. That sounds like very large cost overruns. Well, I think included in the million is uh, what we're being paid and what some of the other information to be gathered. Like I, just in the last couple of hours, I, I've tried to compile a list of information that I want to see so that the Auditor General is in the mandate not allowed to release a whole bunch of information. And yet, this type of commission uh, can bring out some of that. But uh, I think uh, the gentleman, uh, what he's missing is the problem that the public has no idea which set of figures to believe, and they're huge figures. And therefore, if the deficit is much higher than is thought, this changes the nature of the type of budget and activities you can do in the future. We have to live within our means, and if you keep on getting a higher and higher credit card charges for borrowing and things of that nature, you can't ignore that type of thing. I understand uh, what he's saying, but I think he's just missing out a whole bunch of other implications. Peter? No, I don't think I'm missing out anything. You are, the, sir. No, sir, the Auditor General has been very thorough in her criticism. She's already talked about the problem with the way the Liberals calculated the deficit. She's been after them for a number of years. She has 
a lot of credibility in this field. We've already paid. I don't see any reason why we would pay more. And frankly, we're talking about a $150 billion budget uh, with a relatively small amount of money compared to the size of the budget for auditing. It's an unnecessary duplication. In my opinion, this is all a setup for a, a big range of cuts that are going to be brought in by this government. And if you want to look at Gordon Campbell's record, he cut things like child welfare services. He sold off the BC rail system, which led to a huge scandal and an RCMP raid on the legislature. This is not a man who should be allowed to muck around with our finances. This is ideologically driven. This is not a technical exercise. We need technical work done. We've got an auditor. Let the auditor do her work, and let's not spend an extra million bucks. Okay, let's okay, but, go but, ahead. But what you're missing is there are all sorts of types of audits that somehow is not sinking in and is a basis for what you're saying. So that uh, I've been, uh, like, I don't know whether you heard, but I was a technical advisor to three of the Auditors General of Canada. Mm-hmm. And you make decisions through each of these separate entities on what depth you're going to go into, whether you put them on a five-year cycle or a three-year cycle. Uh, I'm in contact with a number of provincial auditors. They're concerned about what happened here. I know the public is very concerned, so you're ignoring that in your whole comment. No, I'm not. I, the public is concerned, and they're concerned in part because the Auditor General has been raising very substantial problems with the way the Liberals have operated. We have in the Auditor General's office a very capable person and team to look at the way this province operates. It isn't as though she's been glossing things over. She's been going after them, and they, in turn, when they were in power, went after her in a very heavy-duty way, trying to discredit her. There is no point in replicating the capable work of this person. If you're looking for uh, further detail, ask the Auditor General to go into that further detail. I don't see any point in bringing outsiders in this. Okay, but the point is... Well, I think I just want to make the point that that bringing in outsiders, I guess, they are independent... But so is the, so Auditor, is the General. Auditor General. But uh, that, That's her role. She's independent. And that's part of the reason the Liberals attacked her so strongly, so consistently, because they hated the fact they couldn't bring her to heel. She is a person who has the ability and the internal strength, the gumption, to take on governments when she thinks they're going wrong. She Uh-oh. thought they were going wrong. She took them on. Let's listen to what she had to say. Okay, okay well, what happens when the people aren't listening? <laughs> well, we've had a change of government. The, the new government could actually listen to the Auditor General and implement her recommendations. They don't need a whole other set of recommendations. We have an independent office now. Okay, but hang on a second. You've got a whole bunch of the consulting firms in Ontario who have blessed what the government has done. That's right. And, and, frankly, and, and how do you overcome that? Um, You're not addressing this, those serious parts. Look, I've been an advisor. Question. We're talking about a political can I, issue. Can I finish, please? Uh, uh, be my guest. Okay, so I would like to tell you that we have been consultants to various auditor generals across Canada handling technical problems and so on. This includes Ontario. There's no disrespect from us towards 
an auditor, go talk to each of them because I know many of them. And it's that what you're doing is you're coming up with a, a, an insult is being cast upon the Auditor General of Ontario. You're just completely off base, sir. Okay, well, no, uh, I'm not completely off base. You are. Have you, Peter? It's, Peter, just yes, uh, before we, I want to get back and take one more uh, call from uh, our listeners. But have you spoken to the Auditor General, to no, Bonnie Lissick? No, I have not. Okay. The Maybe we need I to have. ask her. Have, have you spoken to her since you were appointed? No. Okay. I think that that in order to uh, square this circle, we're going to have to speak to her. Uh, but, Peter, thank you very much for giving us your view that this whole thing is unnecessary. And I guess we have to see what follows, because uh, I suppose your theory is that they will use the result of this to explain cuts that are to come. Uh, to justify cuts, not to explain them. But Libby, thanks for the opportunity. I okay. appreciate it. Thank you very much, Peter. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. We're going to take one more call from Jerry in Burlington. Hi, Jerry. Yes, hello. How are you? Fine. How are you? Good. I'm great. Thank you. you know, just before I ask my question, I'll be brief. I uh, absolutely agree that Doug Ford should go through or that sh- there should be audit uh, as as he promised that he would do, and I'm absolutely for it. Now, my question concerning the audit is: uh, sometime when the when the last budget was announced, I think the government uh, was claiming, I believe it was pension funds money that wasn't actually theirs to claim, and they applied it towards the um, deficit. Uh, is that something that the audit is going to look at, whether, because the, the government was saying, well, well, it's done somewhere else, it's done in other municipalities or governments, but it's like it, the money is not there to, to count? Okay, I think Al knows what you're talking about. Jerry, thanks for your call. Thank you. Okay, he's answering. Yeah, this, that's a very excellent question because it leads to what I think is one of the major problems, which the uh, gentleman uh, we were just talking about and talking to. Uh, it, in, in accounting, you either have evidence, which is the nature of other people have transacted, like they sold a building, sold a condo, whatever it happens to be, and there's evidence that the price ranges between X and Y. So on that basis accounting for years and years and years, focused on this evidence had to be that there were sales, you were going to collect the cash, it was in this narrow range of figures, that what, uh, that's what was reported. This was changed in Canada in 2011, where we adopted a European style where management of the organizations, they were the ones who picked the numbers. So this would make little sense to an investor or a taxpayer. Why should I believe who picked those numbers and the basis they picked? Maybe it's self-serving and flattering to them, but not for us who are paying taxes and so on. So that whole issue of what they call related party, non-arms-length transactions, self-serving transactions, that has not been brought out 
in any of the material that I have seen so far. It may be there when I do a better search. But the point is, that's what's one of the big issues, and it's not the Auditor General of Ontario or anywhere else who can get into that philosophically. You can get it into in some sense. So that's part of what we're doing. And on that basis, the NDP gentleman is totally missing that point. Okay. Uh, we're basically out of time on this. Uh, people, if I couldn't get to you, remember Free For All Friday is coming up. Al Rosen, thank you so much for being with us. And uh, we will have to bring you back as you get further along in this process. Well, it would have to be after there's a final report. Correct. Because my yeah. input has to be bounced off the other two gentlemen and some things uh, we'll have a chance to study, others we won't. So I can't promise anything other than we'll put in a lot of effort. Okay. And uh, we look forward to hearing about the results. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.